Hey, good morning, people. It's after midnight. So we're into Monday, May 30th. It is uh, Memorial Day. Um, happy Memorial Day. Today, um, you know, as, as a veteran, you know, I would wear my hat at times and people would, you know, say, hey, thank you for serving. And say, thank you very much. Um, and the holiday is not about somebody like me. Nope. If you want to um, really, you know, I, I guess thank somebody, go to a uh, cemetery and find somebody who is a veteran who's buried there. In the meanwhile, um, may I recommend you go on YouTube and go to film is that it says uh, Saving Private Ryan behind the scenes, Steven Spielberg WW2 movie. Uh, the channel is film is now movie bloopers and extras. And they take about 23 minutes of your time. But talking about the movie Saving Private Ryan, where to date, it's the most accurate war presentation of war that there is it's so much that some of the actors in there who you know you, you see characters in the movie get limbs blown off those are actors that actually lost a limb and uh, I, I thought maybe it was CGI or something no you, you you hire actors who's missing a limb and you put some kind of prosthetic on and you know boom oh man they lost a leg and like well, the actor already lost the legs for one reason or another. But it is, it, it, it's something, that movie. And um, it, Memorial Day is for the those who went to war and didn't come home alive. Uh, there, you know, I, I believe in defending this great country of the United States to be living. I, I believe that every country should defend you know, their own country, uh, no matter if we like that country or not, they have the right to self-defense. But in World War II, we was blindsided, sucker punched by, by uh, the Japanese out there in Hawaii. And the emperor was quoted as saying that they're never going to go into mainland America because behind every blade of grass, there's a gun. So they didn't invade do no land invasion in California, Oregon, or Washington. They could probably do it now. No, our Navy's out there. They ain't getting by. But, you know, some people might be at the shore with, you know, little peace signs and flowers, and this is a gun-free zone or something. Enough about that. Just go to a cemetery or find somebody who is senior citizen and uh if they're like in their 90s you know did they lose somebody out there did a woman lose her husband or uh brother brother-in-law uncle something you go to somebody who's maybe in their late 50s early 60s did they lose a father an uncle or somebody out there and go listen to their stories. I had the uh, awesome blessing over a year ago to talk to a woman who was a Rosie. 
Yeah, Rosie the Riveter. While the men were, were uh, many were volunteered to go into service, there was a lot more that was drafted. And you're going, or you're going to jail. You can try to run into another country, but um, eventually you're going to get caught. So you was either going to go fight, or you, you know, that's it. Um, meanwhile, the women left behind, there was nurses out there in World War II, but the women that stayed home was raising the children and collecting metal. If you ever find a 1943 copper penny, that is worth a lot of money. Go check your coin collection. A 1943 copper worth, latest I heard, is worth up to a quarter million dollars because they used all the copper in 1943 to make bullets for our soldiers. Um, yeah, the beginning of Saving Private Ryan, World War II veterans would say that's very much accurate. Um Wow, and you just watch it again, and oh, man. I, I served six years in the United States Army, 1984 to 1990. When I was leaving, Desert Shield was happening because this Iraqi leader named Saddam Hussein felt he's going to invade and take over the small country of Kuwait and make it the 19th province of Iraq, and they weren't leaving. So the United States went to the United Nations. The United Nations said, okay. So they got a bunch of countries together with their, uh, you know, with all their weapons and whatever and got permission from Turkey and from Saudi Arabia. Okay, let's go. And the commanding general gave them a timeline, said you either get out of this country or else. And Iraq didn't budge. And then Desert Shield turned into Desert Storm. Uh, a lot of people that I was stationed with went to Desert Storm. My one of my my, my team leader, my my squad leader. He one day I'm out processing Germany to go home forever, and there was other people that was going to go home soon, like me. Their time in the service was up, but they were told by the Department of Defense, "You're going to Saudi Arabia." And you're going to stay in the military past your time you're supposed to leave. Me, I'm going home. I thought I can donate blood and counsel people while I'm here. But as they sent me from Germany to Fort Dix, New Jersey, to out-process forever, I'm in my civvies, turned in my uniforms. There's my squad leader from Germany, and he's in desert fatigues, and he's going in a couple days. And... And I shook his hand. I said, you know, God bless you. Good luck. And, you know, I'll be watching from home, but not just watching. We only lost about 74 soldiers out of like 500,000. But World War II, Korea, Vietnam. Um, on Veterans Day, I want to take a step back and let them get all the you know, the praise and whatever, and people want to thank me too. And it's, you know, what did I do when I was in the army? Um, cleaned up Fort Hood, Texas. The records was 
terrible and inac uh, inaccurate. I made their records, especially for small arms, accurate for two years. I found that they didn't know how long the shelf life was for war reserve ammunition. There's ammunition to qualify, you know, zero in your weapon and qualify. If you're going to shoot a marksman, expert, Hawkeye, you know, maybe one day go to sniper school. But you need those, you know, right off the shelf bullets. But then the war reserve, they didn't know how old the ammunition was and how old it needed to be at the maximum. They didn't know anything. And there was nothing on record. So they replaced it all. And that was stuff that I pointed out. And, you know, the records was inaccurate. I kept it accurate for two years. And we were uh, out there in the field for about a month trying to find a new way to bring as much pallets of ammunition to the soldiers on the front as possible. I was part of that. I forgot what they called it. And went to Germany for two years, and Desert Shield was breaking out, and the 9th Infantry out there would have road-marched all the way to Saudi Arabia. They was they, 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 they were ready. And I was being sent home. Came home and counseled people and donated blood, and not because of mad cow disease. I don't know if I can, I don't know if I'm still banned from donating. I don't know. But... I do talk to people who, you know, with the hats on that says Vietnam or Iraq or Afghanistan, and especially the Iraq and Afghanistan, ask them if we ask them if we did any good out there, because all you hear is bad stuff. And mm, did we do any good? You get some stories, but then um, I'm certain people from Vietnam, Korea. World War II, there was a lot of people that didn't come home. Memorial Day is to think about them, not just about barbecues or anything. So take time out this weekend to, if you know anybody, or just call around and see if someone else knows anybody, and just hear a story before you do anything else. And that's it. Um, I don't know. Happy Memorial Day. How can you have a happy one? Good stories. Get some good stories. And uh, I recommend watching Private, Saving Private Ryan today. Sometime this weekend. Before you do your... Or even while you're eating your barbecued food or whatever you do. And just hug your family a little closer. That's all I got to say about that. And I'm making a couple more of these, one subject at a time. Talk to you soon.